to check in with R.W. Estella, who I believe we have live on the phone. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. Last week around this time, my girlfriend and I were on a train en route from Rotterdam to Amsterdam's Schiphol Airport. We just spent the evening before with our good friend Robin DeYoung, whom I'd originally met 20 years before while I was in the closing months of a building project in Orono. Robin was living in East Sullivan at the time and had come highly recommended to me by a mutual acquaintance who had stopped by my work site and seen that I was in urgent need of an additional Finnish carpenter. Robin was actually Dutch and had a background in building that stretched back generations in his family. His father had spent several years involved with the big restoration of the Lermitage in what was then Leningrad, and his grandfather had been the lead cabinet maker for the city of Amsterdam. Robin himself was an extremely versatile artisan skilled in cabinetry, drafting, watercolors, glass, and other media, with one of his projects years ago being a stained-glass restoration in several sections of the Cologne Cathedral. To say that I was more than happy to have him help me complete my building in Orono is surely an understatement. Anyway, fast forward a couple of decades. After a halcyon visit of less than 48 hours with my relatives in Westerwald, Germany, only about 150 kilometers or so south of the Ruhrgebiet, Germany's industrial region, where the Dalai Lama had been visiting the same weekend in the town of Bochum, my girlfriend and I caught a couple of trains that took us from Cologne to Rotterdam and then a taxi to Robin's second-floor walk-up apartment on Zwiduk. I marvel at the name of the street the cab driver turned off to drive the final block to Sweethoff. The, tr- the street was named Beckerstraße. Becker is the clan name of my maternal relatives in Westerwald, where we'd just come from. Our day with Robin... Our stay with Robin, like our stays everywhere else, would be on this fast but full week. It was a brief one, barely 12 hours, including the overnight. But it gave us a chance to see how our friend was coping with chemotherapy after having endured radiation just last winter. Robin is still deceptively robust-looking, sort of an in-shape Mr. Clean now with his bald head, although he's tiring easily. He had offered to drive us the hour from Rotterdam to Amsterdam, but we wouldn't hear of it gratefully settling instead for the 15-minute ride from his apartment to the train station. Once at Schiphol, we boarded a flight to London and then back and then up to Edinburgh, shifting travel mode to a Vauxhall Astro rental car with a manual transmission and a customary right-hand drive. Features that took a little getting used to, not because we don't drive manuals here in Maine, but because we don't shift them with our left hands. The steering wheel on the right-hand side was, of course, another matter entirely. A considerable degree of additional stress is added because of the narrow streets, some of them only one lane wide, known as single track, because of all the curves and closed quarters, curbs, walls, fences, etc., and because of the speed at which the majority of drivers in Scotland drive. Some of the other costs of operating motor vehicles in Scotland also got our attention right away, such as insurance and taxes, which amounted to as much as the basic rental fee for the automobile and fuel, which averaged about one pound and twenty pence per liter, or altogether five pounds per gallon. That translates to approximately twelve dollars per gallon of gas. Fortunately, our Vauxhall Astra gas mileage was somewhere in the mid-thirties per gallon. Wending our way up from Edinburgh through Perth and Fort William and Invergarry to the Isle of Skye, we stopped frequently to snap photos of the spectacular mountain scenery of the Scottish Highlands, mountains named Ben Nevis, Bidian Dambian, Bukal Etiv Mor and Miale Boric, Ben Staraf, Ben Hyatkanich, Ben More, Ben Os, Ben Louis, and Ben Dorain, all in excess of a thousand meters tall. 
Crossing to Isle of Skye at Kylikin, the sun was almost setting, but we could see the peaks of the Quilins, many of which were also higher than 1,000 meters. From a distance, the Isle of Skye looks a little like Mount Desert Island, only with five times as many clusters of mountains on an island about three times as large. Snow still lingered at the tops of many of the peaks, and up close the terrain will vary from that similar to the Alps to that more reminiscent of the high plains of the Rockies. So it was a quick but filled 60 hours touring sky before we boarded a ferry at Armadale on the island's southeast tip to cross over to Malag on the mainland and down to Edinburgh and back to the States and home to Maine. Next week, a few wrap-up remarks about today's European community and the British Isles. Until then, have a good Memorial Day and a great week.